Hello, we are Restoration Church Chicago and welcome to our podcast. You can connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Our mission is to glorify Jesus everywhere, and that includes right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in. of you who are visiting or you may know, we are going through the book of Ephesians. And uh, we are now to the end of chapter five. And I, just to be really honest with everybody, I was very intimidating as I was preparing for this passage for this morning. It's about husbands and wives. (laughs) It can be a very sensitive topic. So uh, I could come up with any funny jokes, you know, without hurting someone's feeling or offending someone. So I'm just going to jump right in, okay? So we, we went through, uh, last Sunday, we went from verse 1 to 20 last Sunday, and I'm going to jump right in with verse 21. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I want to encourage all of us to remember this verse. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is a crucial verse as it will check our motives. It will align our egos accordingly to make sure that Christ is ultimately the one to get all the glory. Christ is the one that get all the honor. This verse should act as, like a, strong, should act as a strongest link to the, the, the chain of different behaviors that we do as followers of Jesus. So if each of us do this right and do this correctly, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, we will not have a problem, or it will be easier to follow God's instruction for life and follow his instruction as members of our own households when we read from Ephesians chapter 4 through uh, chapter 6, verse 10. If we read through those chapters through the lens of this verse, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And I'm going to keep repeating that verse for us. And if we don't live out this verse, it will be impossible to follow God's life instruction for us as his holy people. I want to emphasize the second half of this verse, out of reverence for Christ. Because the word reverence is very similar to the word fear, right? Fear for Christ. And we see that from Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. So as we have wisdom and knowledge through the fear or through the reverence, the reverence of our Lord, we will walk closely with Jesus. When we walk closely with Jesus, we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we will be, it will be easier to submit to one and another. Being filled with the Holy Spirit will help remind us to stop being self-centered and put the body of Christ first. Filled with the Holy Spirit will allow us to exhibit thankfulness, Gratitude, um, goodness of God, righteousness, truth, forgiveness, kindness, and compassion. Right? Being filled with the Holy Spirit will always lead us to give thanks to God and to give thanks to one another, meaning honoring and recognizing each other for what they have done. That is the culture of submit to one another in the kingdom of God. That's what it means. Submit to the 
to one another in the kingdom of God is to give thanks to one another, to honor one another. Perhaps it will be easier to understand this verse when we flip the order. Out of reverence for Jesus, we submit to one another. Note, submitting in the kingdom of God is not about being timid. Submitting to the kingdom of God in the kingdom of God is not about backfooted or hiding in the background. Submitting to one another in the kingdom of God is actively fighting for the unity of the body. You got to stand up for the people around us. We got to think well of the people around us. Got to be able to forgive the people around us, and which has come through often in this book of Ephesians. It will be easier to follow God's instructions when we begin with out of reverence for Christ. Out of reverence for Christ, speaking truth in love, and walking in the way of love, just like God's example, right? Out of reverence for Christ, fight for unity and a culture of honor with one another. Out of reverence for Christ, continually be filled with the Holy Spirit, so we can put off our old self and transformed more and more into the image of Christ. Not because I'm more spiritual than others, but out of reverence for Christ. We can be kind and compassionate and forgive people, not because of what they have done or not done, or because of what we will get in return. Out of reverence for Christ, we have a general attitude of, like I said, generosity. Out of reverence for Christ, we will have a general attitude of gratitude and thankfulness. Out of reverence for Christ, we can live a purposeful life by carefully and wisely making the most of every opportunity. Like making the most of our time, making the most of our time. Even someone in the sec- people in the secular world would actually understand that. I have an example that I want to share with you guys. Warren Buffett. I think we all know who Warren Buffett is, right? He's a pretty wealthy guy. And this is a statement from. Uh, this is a quote from him. I can buy anything I want, basically, but I cannot buy time. So make out of reverence for Christ. Make the most. Of the opportunity, so use our time wisely. We see that from verse 15 and 16 in chapter 5. I'm emphasizing this verse, verse 21, because if we read the second half of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter 4 through 6, through the lens of this verse, as I said earlier, we will have a better understanding of why we would want to behave a certain way and how we can behave a certain way. Also, this verse will set up the rest of chapter 5 on the roles. And the responsibilities of husbands and wives. Note: For those who are singles, please don't tune out. Learn about this so you will know what to expect when you get married, or learn about this so you will know what to pray for. Pray for the married couples, for your friends who are married, and pray for them, for the, both the husbands and the wives. So, just as it was important to flip verse 21 out of reverence for Christ, submit to one another. I'm going to flip this passage and focus on the husband first, verse 25 to 33. All right, let's read through that together quickly. Husbands, love your wives. For those of you who, if the husbands, you, if you have not read this passage before, please read it a few times. Love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave Himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the Word, and to present her to Himself as a radiant church. Without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, 
No one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. Mystery. But I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. As I said, I strongly encourage the husband to read through this passage often. I do it myself as a husband and remind ourselves of the responsibility that comes with the privilege of being a husband. I want to point out a few things in here. In this passage on the husbands, it's comprised of nine verses and 162 words comparing to the passage on the wife. So nine verses for the husband, three verses for the wife, which we'll go through in a little bit. 162 words for the husband, 55 words for the wife. So the passage for the husband is three times more. I mean, three times more in responsibilities. So we must understand the responsibilities in order to appreciate, appreciate the privilege of being a husband. So just as Christ loved the church, just to quickly go through um, this passage, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up, which is in verse 25, so the same with husband, husband must live a holy life so the wife can enjoy the life of holiness, meaning we're the ones that have to actually lead by example. Husband to sacrificially give himself up, this, mean, this means he needs to be filled with the word himself and provide the space and the time for the wife to be able to study the word, be filled with the word, and be filled in the Holy Spirit instead of out there working day and night while he's at home studying scriptures. So then the wife can be filled with the, uh, the word and, and have the radiance, right, without stain or blemish or any other uh, wrinkles. Blameless means, I'm going to go old school here with us, okay? Blameless means provision and put himself in a position where the wife won't be in a compromising position in terms of being in a tough situation where she may have to steal, she may have to lie, or, or just be embarrassed about the character of the husband. I'm not talking about living in a big house, driving a nice car. It's just, so then she would not be in a tough position and be embarrassed for the character of the husband. Just as we talked last Sunday about following God's example to live, which is in verse 1, chapter 5. Now, follow God's example on how to love our wives, just as God loved the church. Love his wife as he loves himself. Take care of her like how a husband take care of himself. Right? For example, if I spend three hours, average three hours a day on my hobbies and doing the things that I like and treat myself and maybe one hour for her, that is not taking care of her like how I will take care of myself, right? The mystery of uniting with our wife as Jesus with the church is, is when we are united with our bride, just like how Jesus is united with the church. We are united with our wives, and Jesus has entrusted the church with his most precious commodity, which is people. So we are to entrust ourselves to be united with our wives as one, and whatever we treat ourselves, make sure we treat our wives the same. And, and must love his wife. And just so you know, must love his wife. That was a command. That was not a suggestion. That was not a good idea. 
not tolerate my wife, not treat my wife as someone who will cook and clean for me when I have people coming over to hang out with me, or sometimes treat our wives as a second-class citizen. So, wives, there's, there's something coming for you too, so, so don't be smiling. I'm aware this passage on both husbands and wives may be considered controversial or old school. However, the best way to correct something is to do it if you correct something that was done incorrectly, is to do it correctly. We do not need to change things up or find a new or fresh ways as followers of Jesus on how to be husbands and wives. We only need to go back to God's instructions and design for the roles of the husbands and wives. You know, we often talked about not allowing our culture to dictate how we live as people who belong in the kingdom of God. We talked about following God's designs for um, for the fun- and the function for the church, right, in scriptures. We talked about following God's instructions on how to live and how to behave. The same mindset applies to God's designs and instruction for the roles of husbands and wives. Regardless, if we live in the year 2023 or 1500, or whether we live in America or Africa or Asia or Europe, I believe it has become controversial because the husbands have not stepped into their roles well generally speaking, and before you say anything, I am actually pointing the finger at myself too with this. We as husbands and wives often focus on what the other groups, that's what I've seen, the other groups should be doing instead of what we need to do. But we need to look inwardly about what can we do better. Are we following scriptures? Are we following the instructions and the direction that God has set out for us? Because if we're constantly worrying about what someone else is doing, we're being a hypocrite. And this is what Jesus said about hypocrite. Matthew 7, verse 3 and 5. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say that to your brother? Let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye. You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove speck from your brother's eye. Let's focus on the plank in our own eyes. Husbands, just, just a quick minute, talk about the husbands. All the guys who will be husbands, let's focus on the plank in our own eyes. So if, the folk, if, our, if we as husbands focus more on what we need to do and what we should do, I strongly believe that the wives will be happy to live out the passage from verse 22 to 24. I said earlier that it's a privilege to be a husband because the role of leading in the husband and wife team has been given to the husband. It is the same as the role of a captain for a team. Right? If you ever play on the sports team or even on the worship team, you need to have someone who leads as a worship leader. However, there is a responsibility and the husband needs to accept that we are at fault when things don't go well. An example is on a sports team, when they don't perform well, it's not the player, it's the coach, right? It's the head coach or the general managers who we get in trouble. Or when a company is not doing well, it's usually the president or the CEO that gets in trouble. There is a privilege to lead, but there's a responsibility that comes with that. For those of you uh, who have seen Spider-Man or watched Spider-Man or enjoy Spider-Man, there's a quote from Uncle Ben that told Spider-Man, great power comes great responsibility. So it is a privilege to lead, 
It also means the responsibility that comes with that privilege. We need to understand the responsibility in order to appreciate the privilege. I said earlier, we as husbands must understand that. We must understand the responsibility so we can appreciate the privilege that comes with being a husband. View the role of husband as a privilege to care for. It's a privilege to refresh. It's a privilege to strengthen. It's a privilege to allow our brides, our wives to shine. It's a privilege, just like how Jesus died for us, died for the church. Jesus gave spiritual gifts so the church can grow and flourish, right? So Jesus leads the church in air and be very involved in very be involved in all areas. Husbands also need to follow that example and be involved and lead in all areas, right? When it comes to parenting, when it comes to like provision, finance, giving, you know, when it comes to where to live so that our wives can thrive. For example, if, if I decided, you know what, we're gonna move to the jungle, that may not be the best place for Vanessa because there's no J. Crew, there's no anthropology. There's no, actually, I love to shop too, so that goes for me too. I wouldn't survive in the jungle. But we, the, what I'm trying to say is we wanna live in a place where both of us will be able to thrive, in the place where God has called both of us together instead of just thinking about me, myself, and I. That's what it means to be sacrificial, to lead and to be able to help her to, to shine and be refreshed. Um, and, and as husbands, pursue after God's will in the way that your wife will get to operate and thrive in her gifting. If I'm only thrive in my own gifting, we're together. She needs to also be able to operate and function and thrive in her gifting without the responsibility of leading. Care for her to the point of dying to oneself. Sacrifice like Jesus did for the church. Like I use the example, if, we, if I spend every day, if I spend three hours or four hours golfing, and maybe go and hang out with her for one hour, that's not sacrificially caring for her. That's not sacrificially making sure that she's thriving and doing well. Build up our wives like Jesus is building up the church, right? Spend time, spend gifts on her rather than myself. Uh, do all those things willingly, even if you get nothing in return. That's gonna be challenging, right? No one's nodding along. None of the guys are nodding. Or even if you have a small percentage return, because per Jesus' example, when he went to the cross, right, not everyone appreciated what he did. Actually, some people even cursed at him. But he did it because of his love for us. That's what it means to do it without expecting anything in return. And don't do those things for your spouse. So you can later on and say, well, look at all that I have done for you. Do those things out of reverence for Christ. Just as Jesus Christ died on the cross, out of his obedience to the Father. So unfortunately, it, unfortunately, it has become more common nowadays that the wives must take on responsibility. Listed, I just listed earlier, for the husband, because the husbands, ourselves, are not willing to take on the great responsibility. I think we know the privilege very well, but I don't think we know the responsibility as well. So we saw that in the Garden of Eden, 
I'm going to use this as the best example that we can see. In the Garden of Eden, when Satan was, was able to trick Adam and Eve because Adam did not step up, did not speak up, did not exercise his responsibility to say to the devil, no. Let's read Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 here. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her, hus- she also gave some to her husband who was with her. I don't know if you guys ever read that before. Who was with her and he ate it. So Adam was with her the whole time. Satan spoke lies to both of them, but he didn't speak up. Husbands, let's rise up to the occasion and exercise the privilege that we have been giving, given by God. All right, so that's enough. I don't want to be bashing on the husband, but I just felt like we understand the privilege well, but let's understand the responsibility that comes with the privilege because we get to lead. That is a privilege, but there's a responsibility that comes with that. So I want to move on to the three verses for the wives. So the wives, don't necessarily get a free pass because there's a biblical role for the wives also. Uh, Let's read through those verses. Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. That's challenging, right? Especially nowadays in in the world that we live in. And as you know, if you guys ever know Vanessa, she is not the quiet, not saying anything kind of wife. So if you're just visiting, if you talk to her, she lets you know about her opinion. And she always let me know about her opinion, just so you know. So I want to make sure I say that. However, with wives, let's apply verse 21 also to this. Out of reverence for Christ, submit to your husband. Through our personal revelation of Jesus, through our own revelation of Jesus, right? Knowing what he has done for us. If we look at Jesus, knowing what he has done for us, knowing how much he loves us, and knowing how Jesus always have amazing things planned for us, and also how God always provided for us, it is easy for us to submit to Jesus in everything. So if Jesus has not done those things for me, it is much more challenging for me or for us to say, submit to Jesus in everything. So apply that last statement to the responsibility of the wives. So if for us as husbands, do all the things in the list of responsibilities that we should be doing, it will be easier for the wife to say, okay, I trust you. Make the decision. Lead us. I know you have my best interest at heart. I know you want me to thrive. I know you want me to step out in my gifting. I know you're always looking out for us, for me, for our family. So it is much easier to apply the word submit. Okay, all right. I'm going to move on now. Um, So for the wives, knowing the great responsibility that has been thrusted on the husband, encourage him. Encourage him to pray for wisdom. Encourage him to pray for for discernment. Encourage him to to pray so that he can lead well. Encourage him to pray so he can make tough decisions. Encourage him to make tough decisions. Speak well of him. Think well of the husbands. 
pray for the husband to lead the family well. And if I can also say, from my own experience, give him space because he will make mistakes. I have made plenty of mistakes in the process of leading. I know, Thomas, you, don't, you cannot believe that. I know, I can't believe that either. Thank you. Finally, someone is backing me up, supporting me. Finally, seven years, seven years in. I'm just, I'm totally kidding. So give him space because as husband, we will make mistakes, but just trust that we're trying to make the best decision that we can to lead our family. But the thing is, husband, we need to make those decisions in the interest of our family. So I want to bring this sermon to a close by reading from verse 33 to remind us again about this passage is, however, each of you also must love his wife as he loved himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Wives, blow wind in your husband's sail. Don't talk down to him. Don't just roll your eyes when something happens. Encourage him to lead. Support the leading. Even if they don't make the correct decision, like I said, all the time, because we're learning. It's a process that we're learning. And, and help to strengthen them so they can lead well according to Scripture. It is because you know now that you know how much responsibility have been placed on the husband. And, and most of all, out of reverence for Christ. Husband, it is an amazing privilege to lead our wives and our families. However, keep in mind, great power comes great responsibility. Get to know our responsibilities well and do them well out of reverence for Christ. Not just so our wife can follow us. Do those responsibilities well out of reverence for Christ. So if I can sum up the passage on husband and wife as follow. Husband, want to be respected. Wives, respect your husband. Wives want to be loved. So husband, love your wives. Not according to your upbringing. Not according to the culture that you, you grew up in. Not according to how you saw your dads love your moms, which may or may not be a good thing because sometimes we express love in the way that we've seen or the love language that we have. If you have ever seen or read the book, The Five Love Language, sometimes... We are loving is by serving, but for our wives, how they receive love is totally different because serving may not be the love language. So love your husband according to scripture, like how Jesus, love your wife according to scriptures, like how Jesus loved the church, not based on what I've learned from my parents. Like I said, it may or may not be a good thing, but the best thing is, Love your wife according to scriptures. I think I was a little bit harder on the husband because I'm a guide and I feel like I can speak a little bit harder from my personal perspective. Maybe next time when we work on this passage, I'm going to ask Vanessa to come up here and preach. So maybe she can be a little bit harder on the wife. I don't think she will. But, uh, but anyway, that's what I have for us for this morning. Uh, I, just, I just feel like as husbands, we know the privilege well, but we must get to know the responsibility because when we get to know the responsibility, we would treat the privilege that we had to lead with fear and trembling and leaning into God, trusting for God to show us the way, to give us wisdom and discernment, but at the same time, make tough decisions because 
we're the captain of the team. So with that, why don't we stand up? Let's rise. And I'll pray for us. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful for you, God. We're so thankful for who you are. We're just so thankful for your presence. We're just so thankful that when we gather, you are here with us, that you're speaking to your people, that you're refreshing your people, that you are encouraging your people, that you are leading your people. We love you, Jesus. And I pray for today that, uh, that we will grow in our revelation of you, God, that we will grow more in our understanding of you, that you will impart a greater knowledge, greater wisdom to live as, as your people, whether it's as your children, as your sons and daughters, or as husbands and wives, that we can live according to your instructions in Scripture. We love you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, be with us, guide us, lead us as we go through the day, as we go through the week, and help us and give us the courage to live out what it means to be your holy people, to be your sons and daughters of the Almighty God, to live as people who belong in the kingdom of God. We love you, and we pray to all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram.